The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Gardaí have confirmed a substantial quantity of drugs, potentially worth over €100 million, Euro, have been found on the mother ship, so-called, detained in a dramatic military operation off the Cork coast. I'm joined on the line by Ralph Regal, journalist with the Irish Independent, and by Michael O'Sullivan, former Garda Assistant Commissioner, former head of the Garda National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Ralph, first of all, we might uh, get up to speed on exactly uh, where the ship is and what's going on. Yeah, it's a 28,000 ton um, bulk carrier, um, Pat. She's 22 years old and it's actually berthed at the moment at Marino Point uh, in Cork Harbour. I- initially, it was thought that they might try and bring it to a berth close to Hull Boland Naval Base. But I think given the size of the ship, they've decided to go for a more isolated berth. And again, given the size of it, it's going to take a considerable period of time to search and the entire ship from bow to stern. So we're expecting that to take a couple of days. Yeah. Any of us who be watching those TV dramas will know that the, the uh, perpetrators can be very creative in where they hide drugs and on a huge ship. Uh, all Over- sorts of bulkheads would have to be removed. They might, you know, the drugs might be welded in place. Exactly. I mean, you're not just talking a situation of opening a hatch and looking inside. You're talking about checking bulkheads. You're talking about checking the bilges. You're talking about checking for hidden compartments or whatever. And what we do know about this ship is that this ship was in waters off Venezuela uh, last August. Its last confirmed sighting was in a place called Willemstad, which is the the capital of Curaçao. And of course, Venezuela, the waters of Venezuela, it's right next to Colombia. Unfortunately, it's notorious waters for where a lot of the, the major drug cartels would do their shipments, would undertake their shipments yeah. um, for, for European markets. Yeah. Now, it, it is called the MV Matthew, but it did have a different name before. Yes, it did, Pat. It was, I think, originally called the Hanmon. And again, the name change only happened a couple of months ago. And the movements of the ship, the reason for the name change and its track over the last couple of months is going to be of enormous interest um, to the authorities, not just in Ireland, but across Europe. We do know this ship was apparently loitering off the Canary Islands. We believe it took a track um, up off Spain and France before heading towards Ireland and the UK. Initially, it appeared that it was going to be going into the English Channel, but then it came into waters off the Cork and Waterford coast. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, for about 24 hours, it seemed to be circling um, in waters off Waterford um, as if it was looking to rendezvous with another ship. And of course, we do know that this entire operation first came to light because of a rescue uh, involving a trawler which ran aground on a sandbank off Blackwater in County Wexford. So at the moment, uh, its track was from off the Spanish coast and then over uh, to Ireland. We don't know uh, if this is, and uh, you know, it's a suspected drug operation at the moment until we get proof positive and get the samples tested and all the rest of it. Um, They may have either failed to unload in Spain or they're already, you know, they've already done it there and Ireland was their last uh, drop-off point for drugs. We simply don't know. No, exactly, Pat. And and the other thing we don't know is we don't know as yet precisely the quantity 
of drugs that are on board this freighter. Um, the Guardi uh, and the Naval Service have used words like significant and substantial. And I think you can read a lot into that given the scale of some of the drug seizures, um, particularly off Cork over recent years. Um, for instance, Dunlock Bay, that's the famous one where the, the drug gang were using a rib, a rigid inflatable boat to bring the, the drugs ashore. And one of them accidentally put diesel into a petrol outboard. The engine failed and the rib overturned and the bales of, of cocaine were found floating in Dunlock Bay. That had a value of almost 450 million euros because of the purity of the cocaine. And to, to underline the importance of the, the purity of the drugs, uh, in September 2014, a yacht called the Macayabella was detained and was brought into a remote um, berth uh, near Hull Naval Base. Initially, we were told that the 41 bales of cocaine there would have a street value of roughly 80 to 100 million euros. But it turned out that the cocaine was so pure, the actual street value rocketed up to 350 million. So in terms of the value of this haul, Pat, you could be talking 100 million euros. You could be talking many multiples of that. Now, there's an extraordinary uh, twist in this tale that uh, the ship issued an emergency alert uh, indicating that it would uh, want to come into Cork Harbour uh, to get some work done and also to have uh, its captain treated. But then they changed their mind. Yeah, it's quite bizarre, Pat, that, I mean, in the midst of all of this and this major operation, that first of all, there was a mayday a call received from this freighter that apparently one of the crew had been seriously injured in an accidental fall and that crew member was airlifted off the freighter. And then a couple of hours later, uh, the freighter made contact to say it was experiencing engine difficulties and that it may have to enter Cork Harbour um, for spare parts or repairs or maintenance. A couple of hours after that, suddenly the freighter headed towards international waters at at the best speed it could manage and then it was interdicted in, interdicted in quite a dramatic operation by the naval service the guardi the air corps and of course we've seen those incredible images of the members of the elite army ranger wing rappelling down onto the deck of the freighter to detain the vessel at gunpoint mm. now uh, the the people on board uh, we know there are what three under arrest there and of course we have the two incompetent uh, trawler men as well uh, how many were on board the ship? Do we know? Are there ordinary, able uh, seamen who are, as it were, free to go? Yeah, it's believed, Pat, that there were certainly a number of people on board the vessel that were not directly involved in this. So I suspect that after being questioned and checked, they will be released. We've not had numbers confirmed as yet in terms of the number on board, but we're expecting that there's going to be a major briefing uh, later this morning in Dublin um, by the Gardaí, by the Defence Forces, by Customs and Excise about the nature of this operation. And again, I think it's worth pointing out that while these arrests and this interdiction occurred in Ireland, this has a very, very much a multinational um, facet in terms of the fact that this ship is believed to have been linked to drug shipments in many, many other European countries. Well, I'm not sure how much of this will act as a recruitment drive for the naval services who are depleted in number. Um, the Army Rangers may have loads of volunteers from uh, within the armed forces wanting to become Rangers based on um, the high drama that unfolded there, the kind of daring do that the Rangers are trained to get up to and only very occasionally get a chance to do. Uh, but uh, we will see what the ramifications are as time passes. Ralph Regal, a journalist with the Irish Independent, Thank you very much for joining us online. Now, also on the line is Michael O'Sullivan, a former Garda Assistant Commissioner and former head of the Garda National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau. Good morning, Michael. 
Good morning. What does this seizure and the extent of it tell us about what's going on around our coasts and perhaps on this island? It just it just highlights the level of drug use in Europe, the level of drug use in Ireland, and it, it just in, in in the Western world in in general. You've got a situation where you have a lot of cocaine in South America, and you have huge market prices in in, our, in Ireland and in the rest of Europe. In Ireland, in particular. Um, because of the economy, because there's a lot of disposable income, you can see the increase in cocaine. People are using cocaine. Why? Not because they're addicted to it. I guess there are some who are addicted, but primarily because they want to, because they want to have a good time and they don't care where the drug comes from and they don't care the effect on themselves or society. So back back in the back in the recession, um, there was very little amounts of cocaine seized and there was very few arrests. Why? Punters hadn't got the money and the dealers hadn't got the money to import the drugs. But it's dramatically changed now. There's a lot of money around, so therefore there's a lot of cocaine. and That's the same with the rest of Europe. Now, what impact does uh, a success by the authorities have uh, on on the markets and on uh, the perception of cocaine as something that maybe should be avoided? Well, I suppose the perception of cocaine that should be avoided, I think, um, people don't seem to grasp that. Um, it is only when you look into it that you, that you can see the effects it has on people and the, the level of addiction, etc. Fr- from, from the drug enforcement perspective, a seizure of this nature, um, what it does is it destabilizes criminal groups that are involved in it. Any loss of drugs is a big is a, is a big blow to a cartel. Again, not talking about the current operation, talking about operations in general. If you seize a couple of tons of heroin, somebody has to pay for it, and somebody's at a financial loss. And it takes a lot of money, a lot of work to get that money together to get it out to South America to pay the people. There's no insurance on it, and when it and it's at its most vulnerable when it's on the high seas. And that's when that was that's the whole purpose in trying to intercept vessels before they come to Europe. When they come to Europe and they land and they're warehoused and quickly distributed throughout Europe, it's very, very difficult. You're chasing stuff down back streets and alleys for years afterwards. So, so it's, it's hit the mother load coming across in any given operation is, is a big success. Mm. Now, we might never have found out about uh, all of this if it hadn't been for the trawler going aground, uh, because it appears it was an intelligence-led operation and perhaps they wanted to uh, allow all the players to get involved uh, and see how it played out and perhaps make uh, more arrests even in different jurisdictions by different authorities. But in the event, the trawler went aground and so action had to be taken to save the lives of the two on board and that led in turn to the, the container ship. But you're wondering, do we have the resources to police our seas? The seas are enormous. Our Navy is tiny. Yeah, the the Navy has to cover an area eight times um, the size of Ireland. I worked with the Navy two years ago when I worked with Mayoc in Portugal. uh, That's a law enforcement agency. And uh, they had four operational ships at the time. and, And they were well used at that stage because they were... Because of Ireland's geographical position, we're very much the eyes and ears of, of law enforcement in, in the North Atlantic. So they had four, four vessels two years ago. They've one operational vessel now and one in port. So not the ideal situation. Um, we very much depend law enforcement, not just in Ireland. Law enforcement in Europe depends on the Irish Navy. The Irish Navy have been tracking, following and monitoring 
vessels in the North Atlantic uh, for years and, and feeding back that intelligence and contributing to operations. For example, they could track a vessel way off the west coast of Ireland that could eventually end up in Spain or could end up in the Netherlands and be intercepted. And they get very little credit for it, and people don't realize that's what they're doing. But that's what they spend a lot of the resources on. And you're as good as your naval assets. If you don't have enough naval assets on the ground out there, um, it weakens it weakens that whole defense chain, that whole line throughout Europe. Um, and and it, makes, it makes the catchment area of the country more vulnerable. Mm. Because... Our, our navy have to, you know, check out for illegal fishing. Uh, they may have to monitor maybe Russian activities around the fiber optic cables at the the bottom of the the sea on the ocean floor, and then they've got to do this drug monitoring as well. Um, yeah. It seems like an impossible task, and it would suggest that uh, much more uh, of cocaine is getting through than we might imagine. There's a lot of there's a lot of cocaine getting true to Europe. Um, the, it's estimated that the cocaine market in Europe is in excess of 9 billion. I'd say it's at 13 billion now, 1-3. So there's a lot of cocaine coming across the Atlantic, coming across from South America. Um, the ideal scenario is to have the naval service at full strength. It's recommended they have eight vessels at sea. Um, as I say, they've won. Um, so that that's certainly, and it's not lost on drug traffickers. Drug traffickers sit back and see where the where the interceptions are taking place and see where the line of least resistance is. There's an area um, called the Cocaine Highway, which is the 10-degree line of latitude between Brazil and the Gulf of Guinea in Africa. And that's a very popular route for drug traffickers to send shipments. Why? Because you can't get the naval assets from Europe down south fast enough to intercept them. And they realize that. And it's only when... Back in the day, they put some American vessels down there and some Spanish vessels that it eased off a bit. So it's very much a cat and mouse game. They're watching for the reaction of law enforcement and wherever it's weakest, they will exploit that weakness. Is there anything, therefore, that can be done? Yeah, there certainly is. Um, From a law enforcement perspective, um, uh, greater resources, greater naval resources, uh, greater interaction with the various law enforcement agencies in Europe, um, the law enforcement system is working. For the overall drug problem, law enforcement never go- are never going to arrest their way out of the drug problem. We need that treatment and rehabilitation and indeed education uh, area to be very much reinforced. How often have you seen an ad to say, look, don't take cocaine, it does X, Y, and Z to you for a whole range of reasons. You know, young people have an idea now, look, it's okay to have cocaine. You know, and 92% of the population of Ireland don't use drugs. Those who are using coke primarily are doing it because they can, they can afford it, and they're having a good time. And they don't particularly care about the consequences to society or the consequences of financing criminal groups, both in this country and in South America. On that note, Michael O'Sullivan, former Garda okay. Assistant Commissioner, former head of the Garda National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk. Thank you.